Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is an entertainment podcast, and the research we do may come from semi-unreliable sources. Welcome to Research Rebuttal Podcast. It's the podcast where two stubborn friends prove each other wrong. Each week, one of us will be the researcher, and one of us will be the guesser. I'm Rachel Teichman, and this is Paige Dempster. And today, we're going to learn about napkins and apple picking. I'll be your researcher today, and Paige will be the guesser. Let's get rebutted. Hey, Paige. Hi. I bet that was a bit of a surprise. I'll be quite honest. I was looking at like my research one more time before we started oh. and I saw your topics I was and like I snickered to myself <laughs> but like nothing compares to like the topics being said out loud it's true <laughs> we lose our collective shit when that happens <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of like when we were in school and one of us would come in late and like look at the other one and then like we both start laughing and the teacher is like what is going on here good times I still don't know what that was about I don't know it's just the acknowledgement that one of us was tardy (laughs) and was suddenly like had the spotlight on them for like three (laughs) seconds as everyone looked over as the door opened that's true um anyway napkins huh napkins well first what's a napkin a napkin is an implement used typically when dining that's used to wipe residue off of oneself yeah yeah the uh i believe it's the webster definition y'all out there can double check the sources says a piece of material such as cloth or paper, used at table to wipe the lips or fingers and protect the clothes. At table. At table. All right. Protect the clothes. (laughs) And do you use napkins? I mean, I don't know. I use something to wipe myself. But who has the time to buy napkins, you know? I'm a I'll pick it up and use it kind of person. But like, what if you get takeout or something and it comes with napkins or you go out to eat? If it's sat in front of me, I will use it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What's your favorite type of napkin? I am a bounty napkin girl. Not to be confused with a bounty paper towel girl, even though I'm also that as well. I am also that. In fact, I've used bounty paper towels to wipe myself more often than napkins. Yeah, probably the same. I, I like a bounty napkin, although I tend to stock up on takeout napkins. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I used to do that in school. 
Yeah, I did that in school as well. Because when you're in college, sometimes you can't buy bounty paper towels or bounty napkins. It's true. You gotta make do with what you got. I had a freshman roommate who, so like I got, we had one bathroom to share and I got really frustrated because I was always having to buy the toilet paper and nobody else was contributing. So I finally got so pissed off that I started just keeping the toilet paper in my own room that I bought and then bringing it to the bathroom every time until eventually like that this lasted a good couple of days I don't know what they were doing for themselves I cannot speak to that but um after a couple days one of my roommates went into a class building and stole one of those big rolls of toilet paper very college yeah I didn't support it but I'm glad that she took it upon herself you shouldn't have to be the one to buy the toilet paper at all times I agree I agree So my favorite type of napkin are the ones that come with takeout, but they're like really big. Oh, okay. Like not the little thin rectangles, but like the big thick boys. Yeah. And we're talking heavy duty, heavy duty napkins. So anyway, what did people do before napkins were common across the world? They wiped themselves on their hands and pants. They did do that. The Greeks used a soft dough called a pomagdalyle, a a pomagdaly. Pomagdaly. Yeah. Was it edible? I don't think so. I think it was just like a straight up like cheap bread dough. Well, because I'm wondering, it's like you wipe all your, your after dinner goo on it. And then you chuck it in the oven to make use of, like, ultimate leftovers, you know? I don't think they did. I would, because that's resourceful. I agree with you. Who invented paper napkins? The Egyptians. The ancient Chinese. Oh. They invented paper napkins in the 2nd century BC. Huh. And what shape did they fold their paper napkins? Triangles. Squares. Wow, okay. They weren't used, like, to wipe the hands or whatever. They were folded into squares and served in tea baskets, and the teacups would go in the baskets on top of the napkins. Why would you serve a tea in a basket? Maybe to carry it? I guess that makes sense. I'm just guessing. This is research rebuttal after all. Fair enough. And when did paper napkins take off in the United States? Oh. I'm going to say the early 1900s. You're close. They were... Is it like after the Civil War? I think so. Okay, no further questions. They were introduced to the U.S. in the late 1800s, but they were popularized in 1948 when a lady called Emily Post asserted, quote, it's far better form to use paper napkins than linen napkins that were used at breakfast. Oh, yeah. Okay. see, I hate like the idea of reusable like handkerchiefs or something that you carry around with you. Mm -hmm. 
because then it's like you use it once and like it's not clean and then like whatever was on it is like festering mm-hmm. hate that yeah yeah i guess you have to wash it like right away seems extremely not covid friendly mm, i agree why did it take so long for paper napkins to become popular in the U.S.? Because prior to 1948, during World War II, big Germany had control over big paper, therefore preventing napkins from entering the United States due to an embargo. I almost wish that was the correct answer. I would believe that if our history I would teacher it. told us that. I also totally would have believed it. Housewives assumed that the napkins would immediately fall apart. Because I guess back then paper wasn't as good quality as it is now. I believe that. And Emily Post answered the question of, is it better to reuse a cloth napkin or to use a paper napkin? And she said that it's better to use a paper napkin. So once she said that, then the housewives got on board, but it took a while. It took until she said that. Is Emily Post like the Martha Stewart of the late 40s? Sort of. The next That's question what it sounds is, like. The next, well, the next question is, why does Emily Post get to be an authority on napkins? Oh, okay. I feel, okay. Because <laughs> I, me... I knew that was going to come up. Yeah, okay. Let me reiterate. I'm pretty sure she was the Martha Stewart of the late 40s. She probably wrote a book or two about like how to be a woman slash how to be a housewife slash how to be a mother and do domestic things. And like for some reason, she was the gold standard, probably because her family had money. So she was able to publicize her book easier. Yeah, kind of. She was a novelist, she author, writer, and she one of the things that she wrote about was etiquette. Oh, Okay, I was almost right. Yeah, like you were correct adjacent. Correct adjacent, I like that. Yes. Did the fork kill the napkin? What? We're kind of jumping around in history right now, so did, like, the invention of the fork kill the napkin? Okay. Um, The fork has been around for a very long time. Are you implying, like... The fact that people were no longer eating with their hands killed the napkin industry. That is the question. Is that your answer? No, millennials killed the napkin industry. (laughs) As much as I want that to be right. (laughs) Why did forks kill the napkin industry? I hard disagree with that. So back in the day... When forks caught on, napkins kind of just became a decoration because eating suddenly became a much cleaner process. Who, but you still get your hands dirty if you use a fork, you know? Or your mouth. Yeah. It's like you got to wipe that upper lip. Yeah. That all shoe. Yeah, exactly. I don't think, I hard disagree. Like, I'm sure the sales went down. But I'm a firm believer that millennials were the ones that killed the napkin industry. All right, we'll go with that. All right. Can you recycle napkins? I guess it depends on what material they're made of. Uh, let's say paper. If they're made of 100% paper, which they're not, I would say yes. 
but they're not made of 100% paper. So I'm still going to say yes. Uh, no, not you can't typically recycle napkins. And it's not because they're not made out of 100% paper. It's because you know how like a lot of goods are made out of recycled materials, but they can only be recycled so many times. Oh. Yeah, and napkins are usually made of recycled fibers that are at the end of their recycled life. Well, I mean, at least that's very resourceful. It is. And there's another reason you can't usually recycle them. And it's because they're, you know, when you use a napkin, it gets soaked in oil and whatever else. And like that can't be taken out of the napkin when you recycle it. Oh, so because they're icky. Yeah, it's the same reason you can't recycle pizza boxes. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And now it's time for a word from our sponsors. Do you struggle with getting food all over yourself when you eat? Do you have mommy issues? Then you need the maternal napkin. The maternal napkin. It's automatic. It gives you that loving touch. You'll feel soothed. Be mothered by a napkin. Feel serene as the napkin takes over the duty and responsibility of cleaning yourself off and feel as it just cleans you off for you. Spill soda all over yourself? Not to worry. You have the maternal napkin. It'll remind you that it's okay to make mistakes. The maternal napkin. Go see your therapist today. Brought to you by the American Citrus Council. Welcome back. Hi. Did you get your maternal napkin? No. It's time for rapid fire. Great. <laughs> that's our new that's our new jingle. For oh, it. I love it. <laughs> this is how this is going to work. I'm going to give Rachel 1 minute to answer as many questions as possible. And if you hear this noise, that means she got it right. And if you hear this noise, that means she got it wrong. Are you ready? Ready. How many teeth does a squirrel have? 69. How many countries, how many counties are in New Jersey? 25. Does Japan have counties like the U.S. does? Not exactly the same. Habla en español. Hola. What year did Blue's Clues come out? 1994. When's the next time Halley's Comet will come back? In 3,000 years. Are barnacles vegan? No. Which ocean is the saltiest? Oh, the Pacific? Which came first, Rolling Stones the band or Rolling Stones the magazine? The band. How many teeth are in an adult's mouth? Uh, 40. How many Nintendogs games were there? Five. Are there other gases that will make balloons float like helium does? Yes. Out of time. I would just like to say I wrote that Blue's Clues question before the Steve video came out. Okay. By the way, I'm still not over. I'm not over it. I would just like to say I was ahead of the time. I believe you. I am a Blue's Clues hipster. Is it 1994? I have no idea. I feel like it's later. Can we find out right now? Yeah, let me check. I'll check too. Ah, uh, 96. 95. Mine says 96. Mm. What website are you on? 
IMDb. I'm on Wikipedia. I want to trust IMDb. I want to trust Wikipedia. So this is how it's going to be. Steve, if you're out there, please tell us. You can email us whether it was 95 or 96. Steve, we love you. Our offer still stands from the last episode. Yep. So apple picking, huh? Apple picking. Why are we talking about apple picking? Because we're going apple picking on Sunday and I'm very excited. I am also very excited. And that means the day this episode comes out, the two of us will have lots of apples. I'm going to make apple butter for my grandpa. It's going to be great. I'm really excited for you. I've never made apple butter. Neither have I. It's going to be a journey. I'm going to make a pie, except I live by myself now and... I don't know how I'm going to get through a whole pie. Could like give slices to people that you trust. I could just like sit on the stoop and offer out slices of apple pie. Oh, that's not going to be weird at all. <laughs> well, there's a homeless guy that hangs out by the bank. I could go give him some. Oh, he would probably like some pie. Yeah, I bet. Make sure he doesn't have any allergies. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, do you enjoy apple picking? Yes, immensely. What do you like about it? I like the drive up there specifically because we always go to the same one in upstate New York. I think we've and, only gone once. Okay, my family also always goes to that one. Oh, okay. So it's, it's a magical experience for me. It is. And, That's where my family always went. Yeah, and it's like you get to like, I mean, you're not supposed to, but it's like you can pick an apple and then like eat it. Oh, they encourage it there. Picking. Do they? Yeah, that specific orchard, they encourage that. Oh, they used to not. There's Well, there's a different orchard that you're not supposed to. Oh, okay. But yeah, I like that aspect of it. It's like you can do the harvest while eating. Yeah, it's really great because you can also like choose if you like that particular tree or not. Yeah, you can like sample. Yeah, apple sampling. There's also like a bunch of really friendly cats there. I've never actually met any of the cats there. I've met the cats there. They're very nice. Oh, we're gonna have to go find one. Me too. Well, we'll we'll try. Yeah. They also have like the best pie ever. See, I've never had the pie from there. I've had the apple cider donuts from there. Oh, those are very good. Yeah, and I've been told specifically to pick some up for my papa. So I will be doing that. The pie though is straight up the best. Mm. And there's also an ice cream place like up the road from there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. High key. It's like one like I'm not making this up. It's been ranked consistently one of the best ice cream places in the country. Yeah. And yeah. It yeah. don't lie. It's really good. You've been there? Yes, I have. I'm a hype. Of course I have. I am so hype. Have your apple pie a la mode. You, you can order that there at the country store. But then it's like but you can get like the better ice cream. Yeah, you can. It's true. (laughs) Anyway, what is apple picking? It's when you take the apple off of the tree and you spirit it away. Yeah, it's an activity paid or recreational where someone takes the fruit off of a tree or bush when it's ripe. Tree or bush. Tree or bush. Love me an apple bush. I love a good Hanukkah bush. (laughs) 
What types of activities are common at family-oriented apple orchards? Okay, well, there's also pumpkin picking at some of them, which I think the one that we go to also does pumpkin picking. They do not. Oh, they used to. They have, like, sometimes they'll sell pumpkins on the side, but they don't have, like, a pumpkin patch. Okay, that's true. Yeah. Um, There's also usually hay rides Mm -hmm. that, like, give tours. Um, A lot of apple orchards also have, like, other fruits, which aren't always in season when you go, but you can at least observe them. And I don't know, I feel like before COVID times, maybe bobbing for apples was a thing at some of them. I think bobbing for apples is the most disgusting thing ever, by the way. I've done that once in Girl Scouts. I hate the idea of bobbing for apples. That is so gross to me. You know, as a six-year-old, it just didn't really bother me. Unless, like, I'm the first one in the tank and no one's contaminated it, I want nothing to do with it. But you're okay with being the contaminator? Yes. Okay. I just don't want other people's spit going into my mouth. I get it. And they usually have gift shops. Yeah, that's true. So the only one on my list, or I guess two on my list that you didn't say are restaurants sometimes Hmm. and petting zoos. Oh, yeah. I've been to a lot of apple orchards with petting zoos. Yeah, me too. Just great family fun activity. Great family fun activity. What regions are these activities most popular? Um, I would say, like, right smack where we are. I think upstate New York is probably, like, the mecca of apple picking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the northeast United States, southern Ontario, and southern Quebec are where apple picking and such are very popular. Can I just say, I didn't know that New York bordered Canada until I was, like, 22. Rip. And it, like, it's still it still gets me sometimes to this day honestly me too because like I only experienced just like one small sliver of New York I forget there's like the rest 98% of it and it goes all the way up into Canada you could just go to Canada make a day of it you you I mean it's a long drive but it's like a nine hour drive it is but you could just go I mean granted that's the French speaking part of Canada but Mary could go Mary could go and be okay yeah well I mean a few years ago we were talking about just going to Quebec I I still don't have my passport unfortunately yeah you can just like take care of that I mean I could what happens to apples that fall off the trees um I hope it's something wholesome it is okay they probably my guess is like they get taken And they get turned into the baked goods on the farm and or like apple cider. Though I know that there's like special apples you should use for apple cider. Um, Perhaps their feet, they're fed to like some animals that live on the orchard. I don't know. Maybe they're like donated to somewhere. That's my least confident guess. I think generally it's going to depend on the orchard, but... uh what I read is that they're often made into cider. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you fruit pick in Australia? Because it's a thing to do. 
It is, but specifically in Australia, like if you want to go backpacking and go on vacation there, you can get a work holiday visa, which would allow you to do fruit picking for a while to make money while you're traveling. Oh, cool. Yeah. You should go to Australia. I agree. What kind of fruits do they have growing in Australia? Do they also have apples? I don't know. And I feel like we should do an Australian fruits episode. Okay. That seems fair. Yeah. How many Americans per year go apple picking? At least 10 million. Yeah, the number actually kind of surprises me, like shocks me a little bit, but it's about 250 million. Oh my God, that is like two thirds of the population. I know. I don't know how reliable that number is, but I was like, that's crazy. That is, I'm pretty sure that is literally two thirds of the population. Apple picking is a form of agritourism. When did this start in the United States? Agritourism started in the United States. I feel like this is a product of the 50s. It's older than that. It basically started at the birth of industrial cities. So like mid to late 1800s? I don't have an exact year, but I imagine it was a little bit earlier than that. Okay. But I'm not I'm not 100% on that. How did this happen? Um, to my knowledge, apple picking specifically, or like apples specifically, have been experimented with a lot, specifically in the Western world, by like crossbreeding apples to make different apples. And then it's like you have to let them hit the market and see if they're popular. Um, so maybe perhaps to get them to the consumers quicker, apple breeding companies started allowing people onto the orchards to try the apples themselves before they hit the market. I, I like your explanation. Thank you. But it's not totally true. Okay. People living in cities would vacation to their family members who still lived in the country, and they thought it was cute to sleep on haystacks, bathe in streams, and eat boiled potatoes with hand-churned butter. That's such a city slicker thing to say. It is. And it kind of like blows my mind that this cliche still persists yes, now. Absolutely. Like cottagecore I, is a thing. Like I, am, I I subscribe to cottage core. I am literally doing a two-hour commute on Sunday morning just so I can drive an hour to and from the farm and then take a two-hour train back to go apple picking. I am literally that city slicker but you're my city slicker I am your city slicker (laughs) what else contributed to apple picking becoming a big thing I'm going to go back to what I was saying on the previous question where experimenting with apples and want to make the consumers try the experimental apples before they hit the market you're getting slightly closer Okay. The, the Board of Agriculture started advertising northeastern farms to people who lived in cities. Why northeastern specifically? Well, that's where apples are grown. I guess, but it's like, do you think California has like avocado picking? That would be wonderful. I doubt it. Avocados, they seem like a too hot of a commodity. Yeah. For that. Yeah. Apples are easy to grow. Avocados aren't that easy to grow. No, and I could go into a whole rant about how hard it is to grow avocados. Watershed. Water 
shed water is, table it's the the difficulty and like the hardships of growing avocados has made me stop eating avocados that's how bad it is and i love avocados avocados are delicious yeah they're so good and i just i don't eat them anymore because i think of like that documentary i watched in like the portulae and the woman on her farm that just wants to grow lemons but she can't because they're not profitable so she has to grow avocados and she has to use her drinking water to grow the avocados i yes i get it i respect you for that stop i saw you therapist nodding at me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was not therapist nodding it looked like therapist nodding <laughs> I wasn't even paying attention to my nodding I think you're just like slowly unconsciously turning into one I mean I am consciously turning into one I mean that's but very I, intentional you're, you're picking up the therapist nodding uh, <laughs> gross <laughs> Rachel Teichman LMSW MSP what were apples used for mostly at first? Alcohol. Yeah, making cider. Yeah. Because the apples, you didn't actually want to eat them. They were like bitter and inedible. Yeah, icky. Icky. And finally, apple picking lost traction for a while. What, it brought, what brought it back to popularity? Um, cottage core. Yeah, like po- post-war families, we're talking like in the 50s, went mm-hmm. back to traditional values. And this included farm visits and picking fruit. 50s cottage core. 50s cottage core. All right. So that about does it for this episode of Research Rebuttal Podcast. You can find us on social media on Twitter at Research Rebut and Facebook and, and Instagram at Research Rebuttal Podcast. You can email us topic suggestions at researcherballpodcast at gmail.com and let us know, do you use napkins? What kind of napkins do you like? What's your favorite breed of apple? And if you say anything other than Honeycrisp, you're wrong. You don't have to listen to Rachel. This is a Granny Smith and Macintosh safe environment. Listen, I like a good Granny Smith, but we could do better. Honeycrisp ain't better, though. I'll speak to you after class. I think we need to do an Apple episode next week. I want to do Apple specifically next yeah, week. I thought about doing Apple specifically, but then I was like, let me see what I can find on Apple picking. I need to know about Honeycrisp's and Granny Smith's to put the Discord to rest. Okay. And... You can email the American Citrus Council at AmericanCitrusCouncil.com or AmericanCitrusCouncil at gmail.com. <laughs> they don't have the funds to buy their own domain. <laughs> no, they don't. They're losers. Tell them how much better apples are than oranges. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see you next time. Bye. Bye. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.